So last week we started Paritas, and there's a, a quick recap of what's going on, what's been happening in Paritas, and throughout the Sefer we started building up two sides of the soul. There's the Nevesh Kis, and then there's the Nevesh of the Bahamas. And we explained those at length and the different ways that they work. And last week we spoke about where they reside inside of the guf. Each one of them has their own specific makom. The neshama, the nefesh of the kiss, the godly, pure side of the soul, is a place where it rests in the mind, is in the mayach. Masha'in kain, the nefesh ha-bahamis, where is its place in the body? Its place in the body is in the left side of the heart. And the right side of the heart is also where the Nefesh kiss resides. So the Nefesh kiss really starts in the Moach and goes into the right side of the heart. the Nefesh Bahamas, the Yitzhahara, stands in the left side of the heart. That's its place in the body. We spoke about the idea of his Hizbainan Ishpinimi, and we have examples of that, and we build up the whole sugya. Now we're going to speak about the war, the battle between the two of them. We're going to speak about the war that exists between the Nefesh Kis and the Nefesh Bahamas. So over here in Perik Tess, it's on, in, in the regular ones, not the one you have Yehuda, you see that. Um, it's the bottom of Yugim on the base, the last three words, Achine. You see that? The words Achine. Everyone sees it? The last three words over there, yeah? This Pasuk is by This Pasuk is by Yaakov and Esav Next week's Parsha Parsha told us It says It's talking about Yaakov and Esav when they're born That when Rashi says Because comes and Neufel when this one rises, this one falls. One rises, one falls. When Yaakov rises, Esau falls. And when Esau rises, Yaakov falls. So it's, that's true in terms of Yaakov and Esau as in a physical sense. But now we're going to talk about it in a panemistic sense. That so too it is in the Hashem. When the Nefesh kiss rises, the Nefesh Bahamas falls. So to the opposite. When the Nefesh Bahamas rises, the Nefesh kiss falls. Ki aguf nikra ir ketana. The guf is called the small city. Just like there is two kings, two malachim, that they're trying to fight over one city. Each one of them, they want to fight, they want to conquer this city. Why do they want to conquer this city? Because what happens when the king is in the charge of this place? Then the king gets to decide what the rules are. Right? And everybody has to listen to his rules. So each one of them, it's each king, is fighting over this small city. Why? Because each one of them wants that this city should do its rotten. Because now this Melech is in charge, so they're each fighting over this city. So too it is. These are the two kings. These are the two Malachim over here. Each one of them are fighting over the body. Each one of them are fighting over the guf to be in control. I mean, the Yitzhara and the Nefesh of the Kis, they each have their own kochus. 
They each have their own world. They each have their own melech. They each are their own melech. And each one of them want to come over to the small city, which is called the Guf, so the Guf should act the way that they want to. Now, there's only one mind. There's only one brain. Right? There's only one physical mayach. There's only one physical heart. There's only, you know, my hands. There's only one body here. So, when one, because when one takes over, the other one's out. And when the other one takes over, the other one's out. So when the Nefesh of the Kis takes over the body, so who's out? The Nefesh of Bahamas. The Nefesh of Bahamas takes over the body, who's out? The Nefesh of the Kis. That's the Pneumatic Upshat of Ulaum Yilom Yamat. This is the Pneumatic Upshat of what is Maflaikis, the fight, the war between Yaakov and Esau. When one rules, the other one falls. Yaakov is a Nefesh of Kis. He's a Neshama. He's a Taiv. He wants to rule over the body. And when he rules over the body, Zenoitha. Meaning the Nefesh of the Esau, the Nefesh of Bahamas, falls. And so too, the opposite. And each one of them want to rule. So the kiss, Chetzal Viritzayna. The Nefesh of the Kis, its desire, its rotten, and I'm going to try to speak about this line later, its rotten is to rule over the body, to guide it the way that it wants. Each one of these words you can be we're not going to, but each one of them are saying something different. But with Clavius, each, when, when it rules over the body, then the body is completely bottled to the Nefesh of the Kis. And what happens is, and we spoke about this at length also, and maybe next year or the next one after, we're going to bring this whole in, in, in at length, that each one of them, the Nefesh of the Kis and the Nefesh of Bahamas, each have Yud Kofos, which are like the ten spheres, and three Levushim, Machshava, Dibor, Maisa. So each one of them will have, want to put their Kofos and their Levushim inside of this goof that, you know, you should think the thoughts the way that it should, and it should deep, you should speak the way that you should, you should act the way that you should, v'chulu. So that's what he's saying over here. Now, that it should be that the levushim and the kochos and the nefesh of the kiss, she slaps the kulam ivriya goof, that they all, that they should be the one which are mislabish inside of the body. We have goof kulam malam mehem levado, that the goof should be full of the nefesh of the kiss. V'loyavar zar b'tagam chaz b'shalom. There shouldn't be any Nefesh of Bahamas, no other Melech inside of his body. Clark so far, any questions so far? Good? Solid. Now we're going to come to speak about what does it look like a body that has a Nefesh of the Kiss who's in charge. And we're going to speak about how, you know, there's a Koyach of, of being misboined, we spoke about last week a little bit. And then the effect that it has on the heart afterwards. And we said that there's two parts to the heart. It's a little hagdama. There's two parts to the heart. There's the left side of the heart and the right side of the heart. The heart is the yitzhah And the left side of the heart is the yitzhah Now, when a person stinks and he's misboining and contemplates the greatness of God and everything like that, so what happens is, is his heart, his heart which is connected to his nefesh of kiss starts to get full. It starts to get on fire a little bit. It starts to wake up a little bit. It starts to get full of passion. And it gets more passion and more passion and more passion and more passion. This passion is going to be called an ava, called ava rishpe'esh, an ava of fire. It means that you feel far and you have a desire, you have, you have a longing towards Hashem. And slowly, as your heart starts to fill up and you feel more and more and more of a longing to Kaddish Baruch Hu, 
what happens is that that part of the heart gets full and it starts to creep over to the other side of the heart. The left side of the heart, the Itahara side of the heart. And slowly that starts to fill up and when that starts to fill up more and more, then not only is your, you have a long desire, but your, your Ava changes now to something called the Ava Rava, which is called the Ava Batanuk. You start to feel a Tainug in Hashem. You start to feel a Tainug in Hashem. So these two things are also called Eskafia Bishafta. To me, Eskafia means you like, you're koifif on it, you force it. Like you have to force yourself not to have that taiva, meaning, let's say you have a taiva to eat something which is, uh, I don't know, a good juicy piece of steak. And you know, you shouldn't eat that juicy piece of steak right now because you already had dinner, so you know, it's just complete, complete taiva. So a person has to be koifif himself, he has to push himself and say, no. I'm not going to eat the steak. He still has a tithe for steak, but he's pushing himself, no, I'm not going to eat that steak. That comes from the longing you have towards Hashem. When you have a longing towards Hashem, you have an avarish peish, that allows you now to be koifif, that you shouldn't want to eat that steak. But then, when you start to turn over your heart, and your heart starts to love Hashem in a deeper way, see, your heart now becomes a heart that is his, it's, it's tainug, it's desire, is elokus itself. Meaning you no longer desire the steak. Why don't you desire the steak anymore? Because there's no room in my heart for the desire of that steak. Because all I have is the desire for Hashem. Meaning my tainig in life, my real, real tainig in life is Hashem himself. So I don't have a tainig for a steak anymore. It's not part of my, it's not part of my repertoire. Is that the right word? It's not part of my being. It's not part of my, my system to have a tainig for a steak anymore. That's what happens when the heart starts to turn over, when the left side of the heart starts to turn over, the desire is no longer for the steak. Its desire is purely for the Rabbanu Shalom. That's the Hagdama. Is that clear? Questions? Clark. Okay, well, we're going to have That's like this whole safe room. Yeah? <laughs> Fine. The Hainu. Talas Moichin Shibarosh. When you have the three parts of the mind, you have three parts of the brain, there's three hollow parts of the brain. I don't know if they're actually three of them are there's two parts, there's three parts of the brain. And that's where the kochos of the nefesh, where the chabad of the nefesh of the kish resides. We spoke about these at length once upon a time. Which your mind becomes full with chokmas Hashem, and with bina, these boinim you start to think about, you start to contemplate the greatness of Hashem. That is never ending his greatness. His greatness is ain soif. And when you start thinking about that more and you really meditate on it and you really contemplate it and it really starts to hit home by you. And then slowly but surely it starts to go into your heart this contemplation that you've been having. And you start to have a fear for Hashem. And then afterwards, then your heart starts to have this first type of Ava, which is the Ava called the Rishpe H type of Ava. These words are just beautiful. That you start to have a desire, a chuka, a longing to want to connect to the Rabbanish level. From the depths of your heart, you start to have a longing and desire to want to connect to Hashem. That the right side of the heart, Rotsuf Ava, it really means it's like it's, 
it's um, tiled. It was talking about like in the base Middash by the Aron, I believe, the Pasuk, and it's like tiled the inside when it's full of tiles. But what here it means is that it starts to get full of Ava. Molavet Godosh until it gets all to the top, to the rim. Then what happens is that that love starts to creep into the other side of the heart. It goes into unfamiliar territory, which is where it's the horror side of the heart. Then what happens is that you start to subdue the Yitzhahara. You start to subdue your Yitzhahara for that steak. You say, I don't want to, I'm not going to eat that steak. Because now you have a longing towards Hashem. I'm not going to eat that steak. I'm not going to do that Avera. Which is the Yisoda Maima Roim Shabashi Yatayrish Mokipas Noiga. The Yisoda Mayim, we said this a few times in the Sefer, like a Perak Aleph again, that Ava, since uh, through Ava grows all different types of Hanugim, all plants, things like that, Ava is the root of Tainuk. In, in terms of being when it comes to Kedusha, being when it comes to the Hepat of Kedusha. So Yisoda Mayim, which is connected to our which desires things which are foreign to us, like a steak and things like that, which is not supposed to be eaten at that time, so then you push it away, because you're, now you have a longing towards the Rabboni Shlom. The Shnoiz of Lahavcham and Tukunir And now you start to turn over your heart. Now the other side of the heart starts to turn over, and now it starts to have different desires. Lahavas Hashem. And now your heart starts to turn over. What is, your, what is your love? What is your longing? What is your desire? It's not the stake anymore. It starts to be turned over. My pure desire now is you, Rabboni Shlom. Is the kus, is the vekus. Bechol avavcha, like the pasuk says in Chazal Darshan, bechol avavcha with all your heart. What does it mean, bechol all your heart? B'shnei yitzurecha, with both the yitzurecha. The Marbracha says, now your the side of your heart which is shy to what the yitzurecha also starts to desire. Finishiyala v'yov v'gilam v'jaga ava rabba. You suddenly have to come to this next level of ava. V'chiba yisir v'jaga's ava aza kirish be'ish, which is now a much higher level of ava. Because of Avabatanugim, this is called an Avabatanugim. Then now you start to have a desire, like when, like, for example, let's say a person, he, you know, son, he wants to see his father. And he can't see his father, because his father is far away. So what does he feel? He feels a timon, a thirst to get to his father. That timon, that thirst is called an Avarishbe'ish. But what, what does that mean? What is, it, what, is the, what is the relationship? It's distant right now. Because my father is in Mexico and I'm over here. So I feel distant from my father. I, but I have a longing towards it because of my richot, because of my distance that I have between me and him. Avatanugim, though, is when you feel, when you're there, when you're, no, you're with your father, but you're with each other, and there's just this ava and this tanago being amongst each other, hopefully. And that's the relationship that, you're, that you have with your father, to, the relationship of being with each other, amongst each other. It's a whole different type of relationship. It's no longer a longing because you feel far, but it's the enjoyment of being around each other. So, so too, when a person starts to feel and bring a shem into his life, and he starts to have a divakas with the Rabbanu Shalom. So now his heart starts to be, I don't have a longing towards you because you're far, but because now you're a part of my sister, Rabbanu Shalom. We have divakas where I'm with my father right now. It's a completely different type of love, a completely different type of experience. Being because of you start to feel a desire, a tainug. This is your tainug. I don't know how to, tainug is such a good shmaka word, I don't know how to really translate it. So feel a tainug in the Rabbanu Shalom. Oh, so now we're going to come to a little bit of a, a different thing that when it comes to a tainug in, in by the nefesh so that tainug is I'm not going to explain this at length but that tainug is not in the heart but it's mainly in the mind it mainly comes from the hasaga the havana that you have of godliness how much of the course you understand? 
for how much alakus you bring in. That's how much time you're going to have. This is the Ava of the Nefesh, this is the Mayim of the Nefesh of the Kiss, the desire of the Nefesh of the Kiss. That you turn over now, that now you don't have the desire for that stake anymore. What's your desire? It's purely, purely for Elokus. From here comes all of the Taiva that you have for this world. That was the Nefesh of Bahamas. When you start turning over that Ava, and that Ava becomes an Ava B'tanugim, and your heart's desire is just purely Elokus, so in Mela, now you don't have any more Taiva towards the physical. Far so far? Any questions? The Ra, the Ra part of your heart, now Mamish completely flips over, and now it's purely like the Yetzir Taiva. Your heart becomes like Yetzir Tov, even the side of Yetzir Hara. Your Yetzir Hara becomes like a Yetzir Do You remove like the filthy garments that are on it. Shem which is the desires for this world. Shem that it itself goes towards. All your different parts of your heart. Like when a person has a Yira and they have a Ava, what is his Yira and what is his Ava? You la Hashem lavadai. They're purely for Hashem. And his whole entire way of speaking and his whole way of thinking. It's purely in control. Who's in control of the Irkatana? Who's in control of the good right now? That's a Nefesh of the Kiss. Nefesh of the Kiss is in control. So, what are you living in? You're living purely in a world of Avodah Hashem. You're thinking and learning all day. You're thinking about growing all day. You're talking about learning all day. You're talking about growing all day. That's what happens when you start getting more and more of Ava purely for the Rabbanu <clears throat> The whole entire day now, all you can think about, all you can talk about is the Kodesh Baruch Hu and his Torah. Every, everything you're doing, every Maisa is purely with the Kavana of, of the Rabbanu Shalom. The third Levush is the Maisa. That's what a world looks like when a person is, has his nefesh of the kids completely in control. Okay, we obviously know this is a big madriga. And as we go through the next prok, you know, who really has such a madrigas? But that's what a, nefesh, that's what a body, when that body is ruled over the right melech. When the body, when the ear katana is ruled over by the right melech, that's how the body is supposed to look. That's how the person is supposed to look. Contemplating the greatness of Hashem. A heart which is longing and then slowly, slowly all its pure desires is only elokos speaks about Torah all day, he thinks about Torah all day, his midas are just Ava and Yira the whole day for Hashem Levada. That's the way that a Yir Katana should look, that's the way that a Guf should look. Shmak, everybody's ready for that? We should get there. Ach, Nefesh HaBahamis, Shemekipah, 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 Mamish. But the Nefesh HaBahamis, when it's in control of the Yir Katana, so we don't spend so much time on that, talking about it, what it looks like, because we don't want to look like that. So he only gives you one line. But when it is in control, then it's exactly the opposite of that. That's all you have to know. The Toivas Adam, but you should know that the Nefesh of Bahamas is there, and the struggle you have for it is the Toivas Adam. brings a mashal that Azoina, the Melech wants to prove the greatness of his son. So the, the Melech sets up like an a, um, a acting prostitute to try to entice the son, to show the commitment of the son. 
So, so too, that's the whole idea of the Yetzirah. The Yetzirah is just there to show how loyal we really are. But it's really, it's really just hired by the king to do its job. But it, it's not Be'emesh trying to go against and rebel against the Kodesh Baruch Hu. It's really, listen, like, like this prop, like this Zayna is listening to the mouse to do what the mouse tells us to do, to, to entice the sun. So too, the Yetzirah is the same exact way. Akopanim, that's how the, that's what happens when the Nefesh of Kis is in charge of his ear katana. So to sum up Perik Tess, we said that there's the Nefesh of Bahamas, Nefesh of Kis, they each have their own makom, and the Nefesh of Kis has to come, and the Nefesh of Bahamas wants to, but the Nefesh of Kis' desire is to take over the ear katana. When it takes over the ear katana, then we see that it's, it's, a, it's a very high life, it's a life of Torah, of Avoida, of the Vekus of Marshall, of an Ava, which is in the right place. Now I want to just hone in uh, so yeah, I hope I, I, I get through it. I might have to cut it short. We'll see. Well, then you could have them somewhere else. So I want to just want to hone in on the on the on the kuda over here. First of all, before we go into this kuda, there's any questions on the actual text itself? Questions, Clar? We said over here that the nefesh. Hello, kiss. Nefesh Bahamas, they're both fighting over the ear katana, the, the guf. And he said such a lashon, this is the ritzayna of the, of the Nefesh Kiss. It's rotten is, that it's chetzah, the ritzayna of the Nefesh Kiss is to rule over the body. So there's many answers to this question, and I'd like to give my own approach maybe, but why does it care so much? Why does it care? Why does the Nefesh Kiss, why is it so badly, why is it it's rotten so badly to rule over this guf. What does it get from the guf? Right? Why does it care so much about the guf? So I'm a, the Nefesh Kiss is completely already it's already its desires already, it's very pure, it's a very pure being. What's so chashav about the guf? About this ear katana? That's question number one. We'll answer this question by asking another question. It says in the Gemara Yuma, I think it's Peivav, that Shuva is so great that it reaches all the way up until the Kisya Kavod. What's Pshaw? Dafka Kisya Kavod. Why not? Gedol Chuvah Shemagaz Ada Shemayim. Ada Shemayim. No. Gedol Chuvah Shemagaz Ada Kisya Kavod. It goes all the way up until the Kisya Kavod. Why the Kisya Kavod? So the Choyah, the Kisya Kavod is called Kisya Kavod. Why? Because there's something about the Kisya Kavod, whatever the explanation is for this, which I'm not going to explain right now. I'm not sure if I have the exact Pshat, but I'm not going to explain whatever Pshat I came up with. But what is the Pshat? Obviously, by the fact that it's called the Kisya Kavod, there's something about this place which reveals the Kavod of Hashem. It's called the Kisya Kavod. So that means there's something about Tshuva which is trying to reach to a certain place which should be Megala, the Kavod of Hashem. That's what that tshuva trying to do. Tshuva trying to be magala, a certain covet of the Rabbanu Shalom. That's why tshuva magala are the kisya covered. It goes to a place which represents covered, kisya covered. So what's the connection between tshuva and the kisya covered? Clear? So let's say you have a melech. You have a melech. We'll come back to the king over here. We have a melech. And the melech has a lot of avadim. Tons and tons of avadim. All those Avadim, what do each one of them do? By the fact that all those Avadim are around the Melech, they show they represent 
a certain covet to the Melech. It's a covet to a Melech that he has Avadim around him. Right? That shows a covet that he has. So, but they show a certain level of covet. But now let me ask you, what's a greater covet? These Avadim? Or let's say the Melech, he has a great, great, great enemy. He's a big misnagid. He's a big, big misnagid. And what happens? This misnagid himself to the Melech becomes now also part of the Avadim of the Melech. When that person who's against the Melech, he was the enemy of the Melech, and now he also becomes a part of the kingdom of the Melech, that's a very, very great covet. And that's a greater covet that all the other Avadim weren't able to do when they were Stamjas of Avadim of the Melech. When the enemy of the Melech becomes a part of the Abdus of the Melech, that shows now an even greater covet to the Melech. And it's not much Befeir Zayar. I think Nachman also talks about it in Torah Yudalit. He says, like, this is what the Zayar says. It came into Asa Yisra. Yisra came. He was like the priest of all other uh, gods. This came out a great yakras, a great covet to the Kodesh Baruch Hu. But Omar and Yisro came and he said, I know Hashem now is the greatest of all gods. Now because of that, everybody else, all of the other nations, when they saw Yisro, who was like the priest, he was like their, you know, he was like their pope, and he all of a sudden became a, a, an evidence of, of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. And they realized, you know, our gods really have nothing. Our, our main guy just, just became part of the other team. From here came a huge, huge, huge covenant to the Melech. So you see, the Pharisees and the Zayar, you see that when a, when a person who's the opposite, that's the Hebek from the team of the Melech, and he wants, and now he becomes a part of the kingdom, you see that that's Megala, an even greater covenant than the Stam of Adam could do. And this is the Emes, the Pshan, the Pasuk, this is Pshan Chazal. That the Makam Shabbat Shuvah Imdim aims to dikin Gemur Yachorim Lamad Bay. What's the Pshat? The Pshat because the Balchuva is a person that he was until now, he was stuck in a place which was, he was misnagged to the Melech. And now he comes and he does a Shuvah so that Tzadikim, they were always the Avadim of the Melech. So they created in Akhanami a certain cover for the Melech, of course. Maybe at the end, if you remind me, I'll, I'll, I'll get to a very deep Oymik in that. But in Akhanami, they were a part of the of the Abbasimach. They made a certain covenant to the Melech. But when the Baal Tshuva came and he did his Tshuva, and he was a person who was a Misnagi to the Melech, and now he does a Tshuva, so that brings out an even greater covenant to the Melech. That's the Peshat Magum Meshmai Tshuva Oimdin, the place where the Tshuva stand, ain't sticking Gemurim Yachon Labo. That's where Tzadik Gomor can't stand. Because there's a great, great covenant that now comes because through the Baal Tshuva. And this is a really big chizik for us because you know, every single person has his midah. Every person has his midah, which is maybe the toiv, but every has his midah, which is unique to him, which is his struggle. And a person could feel about that midah, which is his struggle, which is his difficult midah, you know, I'm stuck. I have this midah and, and it weighs on you. It's heavy on you. Every day I go through the same exact struggle. Every day I get mikas again. Every day I have a taiv again. Every day I have gaiva again. Vakula, vakula, vakula. Everybody could look in and do their own introspection of themselves. What is that midah? What happens when I take that midah and I'm habit that midah? That midah is going to be the greatest covet that you could bring to the Kodesh Baruch Because that midah is the greatest misnagid to the Ratan of the Melech. 
So that midah is not just a midah which is your greatest struggle, that midah is your greatest opportunity. That midah is your greatest opportunity because that is the midah which is able to be turned over and say, oh, this midah is going to be able to bring out the greatest covenant of Kodesh Baruch Klar? Any questions on that? Chaim. That's the shot now. Maybe we could say, Gedoy the Tshuva, Shemagas ad kisya covered. What's the pshat? Gedoy the tshuva shemagas ad kisya covered. So we know the Gemara tells us there's two different types of tshuva. There's a tshuva meyira and there's a tshuva meava. I could also give pshat and tshuva meyira, but I'm going to focus on the tshuva meava. What is the difference the Gemara explains between a person who does tshuva out of, of yira and he does tshuva out of ava? A person who does tshuva out of yira, so the avers that he did, they become like shkavos, become like a shogeg. A person who does tshuva out of Ava, those Averos, those Zodonos, they become like Zichuyas. They become mamash like a schus for him. They become like a kila like a mitzvah for him. So what happens when he does a tshuva out of Ava? What he does is he took the misnagid, he took the hepech, the, the, the Averos, which were not on the team of the Melech, and he was mahapich those ones over. And he was mahapich them. So when he does the tshuva out of Ava, those are various that he did be'etzim, when he was mahapich them to become zechuyos, those now also become part of the cover of the Melech, and they become an even greater part of the cover of the Melech. Is that clear? It's a tipa point. The various themselves, when a person goes ahead and he does the tshuva out of Ava, the Gemara said, they become like zechuyos. But those were the greatest misnagi to the Melech. Now, oh, now I did a tshuva, now they become like a zechuyos. So they were like the person, they were like the Yisra, which was on the other side, and now you did a tshuva, now that brings out an even greater cover to the Melech. Those Averos, when they become a mitzvah, through your Maisa Tshuva Ma'ava, they even bring out a great, great, great cover to the Melech. Is that clear? Why is that coming out of Ava over here? You can do Tshuva for your, you can say the same spot also. That you did Tshuva, these were the things of Sadi, and now it's also a great cover. I agree. I, 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 said, I said you could say it also in your also. It's just clear in Ava. It's, it doesn't become mamish like a sphere, it's kind of like shkavos. It still becomes a certain level of kavod. I totally agree with you. But I think it's just clear in, in Ava. Ava, the thing that causes our error is causing the Kavod's 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 because the, the, when, when you take the person, you take Being the thing, huh? That's true also, yeah. When you're a chit, that brings out a great cover. So maybe that's the Pshat Mokhazal says, What's going to be tshuva and the kisya covered? The cover of the Kaddish Baruch Hu? The Pshat is because when the person does tshuva, and he takes his midah, he takes his avers, and he does tshuva, and he's mahapichet, and he makes him now become a part of the kingdom of the Malach, a part of the others of the Malach, now that shows an even greater covet. That brings out a great covet to the Rabbanu Shalom. So that's Peshat Gedol Tshuva Shemagas Ada Kisya Kovet. This is the greatness of Tshuva that reaches always to the Kisya Kovet. It brings out a great covet to the Malach. It brings out a covet of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Eklar? So this is the Peshat. And then we'll see if there's time and we'll go an inch deeper. This is the Peshat though. This is the Rotten of the Neshama. We asked, why does the Neshama care so much about the guf? 
Why does the neshama care so much? Why is this rotten so badly to get into the guf and make a neshama tech? It itself is pure and holy. The pshat because the whole desire of the neshama is the covet of the rabbanu shalom. Like the pasuk says about the neshama, ura kevoidi, ura neva. Ura kevoidi, wake up my kevoidi. So I'm not talking about his neshama. That's pasuk pshat. Talking about his neshama. Ura kevoidi, ura neva. Wake up. The neshama is called covet because the neshama's desire is bringing out the covet of the rabbanu shalom. So when it goes into the guf and it takes the guf and makes the guf also the Kaddish, the guf was something which was what? The misnagi to the Rabbanu Shalom. It's something which is far from the Rabbanu Shalom. It's like a chayshech. And when you turn that over, now you make the guf itself part of the chedek of Hashem. That's the greatest, greatest covenant you can bring to the Rabbanu Shalom. That's why the Neshama wants to get the guf. And that's why it's so important for us to make our gufs to be holy and to be Kaddish. We work on our gufs. So when we work on our gufs, our gufs become Ba'etzim Kaddish. Klar? And they bring out a Ba'etzim Kaddish to the Rabbanu Shalom. So, we'll go, we'll go, I'll, I'll say a little bit of a deeper pshat. First of all, before, before that, I would like to make a Ha'ara. That even though we say that, you know, that that doesn't mean that, you know, Tzadikim are, are Ba'emes lower. It means that there's an Akuda, like we say over here by the Kaddish of the Balchuva that he could show an even greater covet. But if you would think about our Moshe, you know, you have the Avodim around the Melech, and then you have the, the, the Balchuva, who's one who's like the person who becomes the enemy of the Melech, becomes a part of the kingdom now, and he brings out a great covet. But Chazal tells us, Ein Melech Am. There's no such thing as a Melech without the Am who's around him. So if there wouldn't be an Am around the Melech, so then, what good would it be if that Baal Tshuva or that Misnaged does a Tshuva? There's no Melech. The, the Avadim which were there originally, those are the Avadim which made the Etzim Malchus. Because they're the ones who are around the Melech. Ein Melech below Am. So, Ein Achanami, when a Baal Tshuva or, or a person who, who does Tshuva, he becomes a part of the team of the Melech, you know, he brings out a covet to the Melech that the Avodim couldn't do, but that only could exist because there's the Etam of Melech there first. Now, who makes the Etam Melech? Who makes the Etam Malchus? That's the Avodim realm. Those are the Siddiquim. The Siddiquim, they make the Etam Malchus, and now afterwards the Balchuba could come and he could do a Chuba and he could make a greater covet. But that was first set up by the Malchus that the Siddiquim made. That's a side point. So, you know, we shouldn't throw the Siddiquim down. We should know the Mile of the Siddiquim. Is that clear? Fine. One more, one more point. So we know that that all the goyim are going to have a tikkun. There's one goy, there's one nation which is not going to have a tikkun. That's a malik. In the end, in the end, a malik has no, has no existence. They're gone. Why? Why is a malik gone? What's a pshat? So the Pshat is that every nation has its Midah. The uniqueness of the Midah of a Malik is the Midah of Leit Samus. The Midah of Leit Samus. Leit Yitaka Pesi Yarim, the Pasuk says. Leit Yitaka, the Leit gets hit, the Pesi Yarim. The Pesi becomes Yarim, becomes wiser. Chazal Darshan this on a Malik in Yisra. A Malik is called the Leit Yitaka, and the Pesi Yarim is called Yisra. So first of all, why are we comparing those two Dafka? Why Yisra and Amalek? So, there's a little bit of a teeth shot, so uh, you're going to have to 
Think. What does Leitzanus mean? See, Kashmir did all the Nisim, all the Nisim, Chris, Yamsuf, and then this Nis, Mitzrayim, and all of the nations, they were Bepachadner, they were completely well, blown away by what happened. Amalek was also blown away, though. But what did they do? Because let's say they jumped into the hot bath first. They didn't care. Because what is a Midah of a Leitz? A Midah of a Leitz is that you could show him all the greatness of everything in the world, but it will never affect him. He'll never change it over because all he does, he ends up making the Leitzanus even out of the Emes. That's what, that's what a Leitz does. That even if, the, even if the Emes would smack him in the face, the Leitz will come and make a Leitzanus out of it and it won't let it affect his heart. So that means, even though you could show, that's why the Alitana is such a deep, deep, deep midah, that that's why you could show all the covet to the, to the, to the late. But he still won't be Mishapich. That's a Malik. A Malik is the late that he doesn't turn over because of the Alitana that he has. Which means that what? It means that, that a Malik is a, is a being that can never ever say, I'm going to be the person who's the Misnagi to the Malach and become part and out of the covet of the Malach. Because he's, he's the late. So he'll never ever be able to say, I'm going to turn over now and become a part of the kingdom. Because every single time he'll try to become over, he'll make a litzanas out of it, and he'll stay distant. Which means that he can never be a part of a real, bringing out this major covet of the Melech. So new la'asi lavo, it's going to be malakal arsis kavodo. Kosh Baruch wants la'asi lavo, there's going to be a great, great gila of his covet. It's going to be a great, great gila of his covet. And he wants to take the arts, the arts is something which seems far from Hashem. Hashem doesn't want stama covet. Hashem wants everything which looked like it was misnagi to him to become a part of his kingdom that they should bring out a great cover for him. So a Malik, though, he'll never be able to accept that. He'll never be able to accept that. Why? Because he makes a Leitzanus on it. So a Malik, he's never going to be able to be a part of the kingdom and he'll never be able to be Megala, the cover that Hashem wants, La'asulavah. That's why a Malik, so they have no chance, La'asulavah. They don't get to come into the picture. Because they can never be Megal of the Kavod of because they make a Leitzanus on the Kavod of the Melech. So they can never become part of the Kavod of the Melech. That's why Chazal compared the Yisro and Amalek Dafka. Those are the two we compare. Why we compare Yisro and Amalek Dafka? Because the Yisro was the exact opposite. What did Yisro do? Yisro came and he became a part of the kingdom. Yisro came to be a part of the Malchus. So Yisro was the one who came, like the Zohar said, and brought a great Kavod of the Melech out. But the exact opposite of the Malik will never ever be able to bring out this great covenant of, of the Malik because they'll be able to mahapik themselves because of the Litsanas that they make on the covenant of the Malik. So Mirsam, we should be Zaikha, that we should not we should look at our struggles and we should not look at our struggles as holding us back, but we should look at our struggles as being our opportunity. We should know that our struggles is our ability to bring out a great, great covenant to the Malik. And that's why the, the Neshama has a deep, deep Ratzan to take the guf and to have the guf, that the guf also should now become part of the Yaqad the Malchus.